welcome to another episode of our sas stories podcast i am your host ash and this is a show where i interview proven founders and industry experts who share their stories strategies and insights to help you build knowledge and grow your sas business in this episode i talk to jawad bhati the founder of spark spark is a mobile app that allows users to journal schedule habits track mood and receive motivation quotes it also provides hr managers with insights and actionable steps to enhance the overall mood within the organization with a focus on mental health spark offers tangible solutions and showcases case studies to demonstrate the organization's commitment to investing in employees well-being so i hope you enjoy it okay jawad welcome to the show Thank you Ash it's a pleasure to be on the show Perfect so do you have a favorite quote something that inspires or motivates you that you can you would like to share with us Yeah it's the, actually the strap line of of spark so um you know the, the strap line of spark is honesty is the key to spark change um you know I firmly believe um behind it and it's not just a gimmick that honesty um is is kind of you know the best way to do anything you want to do you know if you want to have a go at a, at a job at a new role at a new opportunity just be honest with yourself with with those you're you're going into partnership with um you know i think you know be real be genuine um and you know that's the best way i think to progress in life because you never then having to double check you know did i say the right thing or you know just be genuine and honest indeed it i totally agree to that um you know i'm quite close to my mother and she always says that honesty is the best policy so yeah thank you for that um so tell us about spark what does the product do who is it for and what's the main problem you're helping to solve yeah um so spark is um you know essentially it is uh, a tool for organizations to um gain some valuable insights around the mental health of the the kind of employees the the colleagues the team um at this moment in time uh, there are many platforms and tools in fact it's, it's a really saturated market in terms of um apps where people can download and you know do various forms of mental health therapy but be that um you know meditation breathing exercises um you know even journaling they already exist and uh, you know uh, in no way is spark trying to kind of compete with what's already out there what isn't currently out there is is actually this kind of feedback loop um back to the organization where you know the key stakeholders who are making decisions on the health and well-being of the of of the team of the workforce um gain some some you know really useful information about you know how are people uh, being affected um at this moment in time so you know how many people are potentially suffering from burnout um you know how many people are are not getting a good night's sleep now all of this is done anonymously um and through a combination of journaling so we utilize text analytics to um understand sentiment and some of the underlying issues which people may not um find comfortable to 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 kind of discuss and at the same time we've we've got a couple of surveys as well within the app which um helps to group certain users into cohorts so that um it it's more kind of manageable for the organization to to say okay you know we we've got um, a a large number of of our users who at this moment in time you know they are feeling depressed and um within the within the tool within the platform you can actually determine um you, you have to kind of um you know set set this in the settings but you can determine uh you know is this more impactful on our remote workers or are our is depression a bigger issue for those people who are actually coming into the office um and then it gives you um you know advice around what could be trigger points of this with text analytics where it kind of details you know these are the, the the underlying themes which could be impacting that and then crucially because you know businesses and, and this is another factor which currently a 
lot of businesses are actually um, who I've spoken to have said, you know, we don't know the value or the return we're making investing in our employees. So we don't see any difference in um, you know, absenteeism or you know, revenue or anything. We currently we we kind of signpost people to use these fantastic tools, but we don't actually know the impact or the benefit to the employee of that particular tool. So this is where, you know, we can actually say to the organization that, you know, based upon certain characteristics, you now have a certain percentage of people who may be off sick, for example, because they are displaying certain symptoms or signs. And secondly, we can actually put a value on this because, you know, there are industry averages out there that say, you know, the cost to a company for people being off sick, the cost to a company for uh, people leaving because of the mental health, um, you know, because people leaving your organization turnover isn't just a case of someone leaving, it's the case, uh, the cost of replacing them. So, you know, recruitment fees, um, training up again, um, and, you know, a shocking statistic is that two-thirds of employees leave an organization because of their mental health. So, you know, burnout, stress, um, you know, bullying at work, um, you know, not being paid what, what they believe they should be being paid. You know, all these are kind of impactful to, to your mental health. So, um, you know, it's this kind of insight um, back to the organization in a very succinct, easy to understand fashion where it, it really, you know, the data visualizations and you rate back to the company, what is going on, what needs to be done, and the, the the actual impact back to the organization if they do it and conversely if you don't do it this is the other impact that could that could affect the organization so it's it's really breaking it down um into kind of meaningful chunks understood understood so this is quite interesting here though because now normally i mean i've connected with, with several uh, founders community locally here and uh, and uh, i found that People start a new startup in health or mental space, mental health space, and they're more focused upon, upon how they can influence the person who's using that. They have never actually connected the dots to provide that insights to the employers, which is super interesting here because this now tells the employers that how they can leverage, uh, you know, the, the either i don't know how the app motivates uh, users but you know maybe motivating them with a good quotation or or giving them nudges for the exercises etc uh, it might be the feature and we will talk about it but ultimately it improves their mental health which actually brings benefit back to the employer is that correct absolutely and you know you you've kind of yeah you you've done a really good summary there and i just wanted to kind of touch on a few points so um, yeah. num- number one, um, you know, the majority of our working time in the week is spent in our in our jobs. Um, you know, we are either commuting to work, we are at work. Even if we're remote, we are expected to be on call on duty for the duration of that day that we are contracted to. And every now and again, we might even be expected to work extra. Um, and you know, like I have had to do in the past you know even weekends um you know weren't, weren't sacred you had to kind of dial in you had to work um so the majority of our waking lives um is actually spent in our workplace so i i looked at this and i thought well you know this is a, a, a kind of special relationship and at this moment in time the feedback the overwhelming feedback that i've received from individuals, from employees who use um, employee assistance programs and, and apps. Um, number one, I'm not absolutely criticizing any of the apps. I, in fact, some of them are, are brilliant. But the, the the number one kind of feedback that I've got is it's it's a bit of a um, washing your hands exercise and signposting exercise by our organization, by our HR or, or management team to say, yep we've ticked the box we're doing what we're doing on mental health and away you go you know use the app then when hardly anyone uses the app or adoption is low um you know a um we we then know that look there's no impact of that of that app and secondly 
the organization is further scratching their heads in terms of, well, we're not seeing any improvements in the workplace. So what I wanted to do was to, like you've, you've absolutely said, um, is to actually join the dots is, you know, we are working for that organization. And, you know, secondly, the, the output that we produce increases the revenue and profitability of that organization. So the more productive we are, the less um, presenteeism we have. So presenteeism is where you've got some kind of mental health um, symptoms and it's impacting how you, you perform at work. So you are there, but you are only 50% there because your mind is elsewhere. So, you know, it's, it's crucial that, um, you know, this relationship is, is kind of one of honesty and trust. So, um, you know, this is where, you know, it's in the employer's interest to, to have an interest in, in the mental health of their employees, because at the end of the day, um, their understanding of the situation in the workplace will help them to ultimately increase revenue and profitability. So it, commercially, it makes sense. And then secondly, from the employee viewpoint, if let's say off the back of some of the spark suggestions, there's, um, you know, it, it kind of suggests that, that people, uh, and this is no one size fits all. It's very specific to the data of that individual company, which to reiterate is always anonymized. No one knows who is journaling what or, or kind of feeding back what. Um, but let's say one of the, the, the kind of, um, you know, habits that, that users um, schedule within the Spark app is they like to, um, you know, play games. They like to do gaming because it, it kind of, you know, gets them away from, from uh, bad places, for example. So, you know, it could be something like that. So what, what the organization can do is maybe introduce some kind of a breakout um, within, the, within the company. So let's say they've already got two rooms which aren't doing anything hardly costs anything to, to kind of invest in, um, you know, PS4 or 5, um, you know, for that company. And, you know, they can set up a little game during breaks, during lunchtime. People can utilize that. And the way Spark works is, um, you know, if enough users say, look, we, we like to do gaming, um, you know, you kind of enter in how you're feeling at the start of the day. And then after you do a certain habit, you then give another score. And then we can actually measure the uplift in mood and behavior as a result of doing that habit. And similarly, um, you know, it could be something like walking where, um, you know, people like to go for a walk and, you know, it makes them feel better. Again, this is all being captured within the app so that, you know, it's a free thing that companies can introduce where they can say, look, every Wednesday for an additional 15 minutes at no cost to the employee, whether you're remote or whether you're in the office, please down tools at 12 o'clock and or, or whenever and make sure you, you take an extra break, go for a walk, clear your head. Um, and the beauty of it being a very data-led product is that, you know, month on month, you should start seeing improvements in, in, in the kind of blind graph call it, where, you know, you should start moving upwards in terms of um, overall mood and, and, and you know, improvements to mental health. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's where... Um, I guess Mark is, is hopefully quite unique. It's interesting that you mentioned that you have generated a lot of interest and I want to pick on that uh, later about the size of the business, team revenue, etc. But before that, I would like to unwrap some more uh, understanding about you yourself. Yeah. Uh, let, let, let's talk about where the story begins, where you were brought brought up, what was the experiences you had from your childhood till the yeah. time when you, you know uh, decided to move on to this journey of Spark, and where did the idea for Spark actually come from? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I I was um, sort of born in Blackburn uh, in in Lancashire, and uh, you know my parents. Um, are kind of were South Asian. They moved across, um, you know, in the in, in the sixties. Um, and you know, my mother was a teacher, and my father worked in the railway. Um, so you know, they weren't bad jobs. They were they were kind of jobs for life at the time. Um, and you know, they they kind of worked until retirement. Um, and particularly my mother, she instilled um, you know, strong kind of educational ethics. Um, and you know, wanted to make sure that. Um, you know, I studied hard, uh, which I didn't really do, but uh, she she was always on my case to make sure 
you know, get a degree. So, you know, fortunately, um, I have that, that kind of motivation and, you know, managed to kind of graduate with a master's in computing. Um, and then, you know, I, I have always been passionate and wanted to work in, you know, IT, um, anything to do with technology. However, I've kind of specialized in data. So for the next 20 years, um, I kind of worked from a junior kind of data analyst all the way up to, um, you know, director of data and analytics. Um, and, you know, over those kind of 20 or so years, you know, I, I pretty much covered every type of business, every type of, um, you know, data life cycle you can think of. Um, and, you know, that was all going really well. Um, however, around the start of the pandemic, when, um, you know, we started to go into lockdown, um, I kind of went on a bit of a um, journey of self-discovery where, um, I guess, a bit like many people, uh, we, we, we stopped doing what we were doing as a routine and we had to spend um, time with ourselves, forget about kind of people living with us or, or close to us. We actually mm. had to spend time with ourselves, if that kind of makes sense. And, you know, I realized that there were certain times and, and um, you know, where I wasn't in a, in a particularly good place. And, you know, it, it's kind of, I guess it's one of those things where being being male and then South Asian as well, uh, mental health isn't really a subject uh, we, we discuss much. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was it was an interesting period where I thought, Am I the only one? So what I actually did was I set up a Facebook group um, called Mental Health Chat. And I did it more so from a from a kind of market research perspective to see, you know, am I the only one uh, or are there other people in a similar boat? And, you know, it's over the, the next few years, it's kind of grown to from zero to just over four people in our part of the group. And literally, it's it's just an open forum for people to discuss, um, you know, mental health, motivate each other, lift each other up. Um, very simple. Um, however, that that kind of gave me, I guess, the impetus to think. Hang on a sec. You know, there is a, a problem of mental health, and you know, we do hear about it, and we are hearing more about it since um, COVID. Um, but what I thought was, you know, when the lockdown ended. I started then asking people back in the office, my peers, HR team, um, management, you know, what do we do about mental health? You know, what what have we got going within the company? Because, you know, let's say I've been employed for the last X number of years. I have no idea. And so then I started learning that, you know, we do have employee assistance programs. We do have <clears throat> your mental health first aiders. Um, but crucially, the organization um, didn't really... Uh, have an idea of the impact of mental health within the within the organization. So, you know, there are employee surveys, there are mental health first aiders. Um, employee surveys tend to have a bad um, sort of review. You know, people do think they are kind of big brother. Um, so they are very cautious in terms of what they put in these surveys because they know, you know, their, management, their manager or someone in HR is going to read it. Um, it's usually done in the workplace, so uh, it's absolutely, you know, it can be tracked. I'm not saying they are tracked, but it can be tracked back to you. Um, and, you know, crucially, um, you know, pe- people were saying, um, you know, we, we don't know the impact of, of these employee assistance programs. So I got thinking, well, coming back to the point, you know, how do we join these dots? What's the best way to give an impartial, anonymized um, service where we can join the dots and we can let employees be who they are, be genuine, be raw, be honest, but at the same time, um, your know, management, HR, are able to put steps in place to, to kind of make sure that um, mental health is at the forefront. Um, so, yeah, being being a third-party Spark, you know, all our kind of data is hosted outside the organization. Um, you know, we use Amazon. Um, who are uh, you know major corporates and in cloud, um, you know, and you know we we, we take absolutely no risk um, at, at kind of protecting privacy. You know, you are discouraged to to kind of enter in um, your personal details. Uh, you know, you create a nickname and alias. 
you have an avatar, you cannot upload your profile picture, um, and you just use it as a as a as a diary every day um, to kind of schedule how you're feeling, what you want to do. Um, you get achievement points um, for doing certain activities, um, and one of the things that we have also introduced is a bit of a community board because coming back to my um, you know Facebook group where. You know, I found it really beneficial and useful for people to lift each other up. You know, humans are, are the best supporters, and, and unfortunately, they're the worst, you know, the, the worst kind of enemies as well at the same time. But when we do support each other, it's, it's brilliant. And, you know, again, you know, what can we do within sport to kind of take the pressure away from the organization, from the NHS, um, and just simplify that? For, for that organization to to kind of improve mental health and in a way where they can actually track the progress of what you're doing yeah 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 and and yeah. and when you had this epiphany that you you look in did you look into the market where there are the products what was going on at the time yeah what did you see from your research that encouraged you to move ahead with it yeah so i must have spent um, and this is no kind of exaggeration, maybe seven or eight months um, without putting a concept on paper. So forget about what Spark is now. Um, other than how can I offer something which is, you know, hosted elsewhere, it's completely anonymized, um, the protection of the user is at the forefront, but we can provide some data-led insights back to the organization where they can save money on um, you know, people being off sick, uh, leaving the organization, but hopefully make money as well. So Deloitte have actually said, um, you know, for every one pound you spend on mental health and your employee, you see a £5.30 return. So 530% return. Um, you know, how can we leverage these, these types of things? Um, so yeah, that, 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 that you know that was kind of my my thinking so i spent probably you know seven eight months literally looking at the market what is coming out there looking at all the kind of apps on the um under this category on on android and iphone um setting up demos as a as a potential customer for what you could call competitors um, and saying, look, I'm quite interested in this platform. Can you give me a demo? Having a look at it and, and on on all cases saying, you know, I'm, I'm a kind of data professional. And just to let you know as well that we've got some fantastic clinical uh, entrepreneurs who are, who are running these platforms and they are doing a fantastic job. Um, however, they're not data specialists. So their specialism is is not you know taking lots of data, um, summarizing it in in a certain way, adding some algorithms to the mix to to then say look to the organization if you take these steps you know data led steps these these can these improvements can can actually uh, occur within the organization so that's you know literally um, what I did for seven or eight months and you know I think I looked at maybe fifty also platforms and mm. you know i can honestly say um hand on my heart that there is nothing that provides the level of insights that spark does back to the organization yes you know i put my hand up because honestly he's the key to spark change um there are better journaling apps there are better habit shaping apps there are better motivational apps um you know there's some brilliant apps out there but in terms of this continuous improvement in the workplace, which is what we're striving to do at Spark, you know, this continuous feedback loop and improving, you know, every month you should be, you know, changing your tact, you should have different strategy. You can't re rest on, on the same thing that were last month. Whatever the data says, we need to look out. And, you know, yeah. that, that's what sets it apart. Yeah, yeah. So... You mentioned something about your, uh, you have fantastic talent in the team. So could you give us a sense of the size of the business, where you are in the teams of rep, terms of revenue, number of customers, size of team, et cetera? So um, in terms of um, team, there's, there's currently four of us. Um, so myself as kind of the founder, um, and you could say the front-facing um, 
individual, um, but then we have got um, you know a head of development, uh, we've got a head of design, and we've got a head of product, um, and without kind of um, giving too much away about them, just in case they get poached, uh, you know they, they are experts in their own right, um, and you know we've we've got at least you know a combined uh, you know 30, 40 years. Um, plus worth of worth of experience um, within the team. Um, we're all doing other jobs on the side um, as we bootstrap. So um, that that's something we're probably doing with bootstrapping. Um, and at this moment in time, we are pre-revenue. However, we are doing pilots with uh, four different organisations. So as soon as those pilots are complete, I mean the beauty of doing a pilot is is kind of a couple of things really one is we we get to get people to use it and and feedback and we can we can improve and um you know user engagement user experience is is number one for us um but then secondly you know hopefully um they will see the value um you know for me the data sells itself um i don't need to be a spokesperson if the data tell you know informs that organization look this is what you're going to say. This is how much you could make. These are the steps you need to take. It's a no-brainer. It's a, it's an absolute no-brainer. And you know, for the little samples we've already produced for these organisations, they're, they're certainly on board. And you know, they've certainly said, look, this is going to be a game changer for us. And in fact, um, you know, at least a couple of them have um, put put you know spark down as part of their um, you know health and well-being strategy for for the next. Um, you know, six to twelve months. So, um, you know that that's been really reassuring, and you know the feedback in terms of the users as well. So from the employees, um, you know, as you would, you know, we've we've kind of been um, the, the the MVP has been live for you know a couple of months now. It's 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 very early days, um, but the overwhelming feedback has been very positive, as you'd expect. You know, there's been a few bugs found here and there. We, we then obviously refine and improve um but we've had absolutely no adverse feedback and in fact um you know even from the users who have used other journaling apps um you know even what they're saying is because again within the spark app there we're quite data focused so you know you can see your progression as well so like a line chart how you've done recently and people are finding that really useful where they can think you know, I'm I'm either in a good you know, I'm, I'm kind of I'm looking back and wow, you know, this is how my mental health was improved. You know, a little pat on the back to themselves that look I've got through it. But at the same time, where people have are in a dark place and they look back and they think, you know, it the, the I'm going to turn the corner here because I know I'm in a dark place now, but I know what it feels like as well to be in a good place and. I can look back at my history in my journal and I can look back to those good points and they are very close. So there's a bit of hope there as well. Um, so yeah, the, the, that's just a couple of points of feedback that have come back to me directly from users. Sure, sure. I want to pick up uh, onto the future of the industry evolving, etc. But before that, um, as you mentioned that you come from a data background, a lot of our listeners are founders and majority of them, they don't really come from a tech background or a data background, to be honest. And that is one of the biggest challenges they face when they want to start something new. They have a brilliant idea. They have a brilliant um, traction. Uh, you know, they have, sometimes they have, you know, product market fit exercises done, surveys done, you know, captured some leads, etc. But then when it comes to create the platform itself, so have you hired somebody to create this data-driven platform? Have you done it by yourself, with your team? What kind of tech stack have you guys used just to you know help our listeners? They can also relate to it. Yeah, so, like, yeah, absolutely. So, so um, you know, I anything to do with data, that's me. Um, so, you know, our, our kind of dev and team call it um you know we've we've um i've kind of built the front end app and then essentially um in terms of the stack we push that data into uh mysql and then i've done the modeling 
um, and you know any kind of data visualization um, through MySQL or Power BI. So um, you know that that's kind of how I've done it to to build, um, I guess, the template. And then once we're we're kind of happy and the users are happy and the users are seeing clear demonstrable value, um, you know, then and only then can have we then said right, let's build. Uh, a kind of admin port panel, admin portal where users can log in and see the specific um, sort of insights. Um, you know, it's it's definitely um, you know something which I've leveraged. You know, like I said, twenty years of experience. Um, you know, every single um, minute of, of of those twenty years has gone into this. So, um, hopefully, you're talking about some. We're talking about something that is. Um, you know, quite slick, quite quite easy to understand, and you know, concise. Because for me, data overload, um, you know, data is can be good and bad. Uh, data overload, information overload is not good. Um, so making sure that um, you know, we we kind of present back um, something that the user, um, be their HR, be their management can really grasp and understand within a few minutes, and then if they want to continue. You know, looking past page one, um, that option is theirs. But if they, if you lose them at page one, um, there's a, a likelihood they won't continue. So you need to catch them with you know two or three key KPIs or um, points. And then you know, and, and this is a free tip for for people who aren't data founders. You know, make sure it's captivating. Make sure you know it's it, you you're telling a story with the data with the data visualization. That's what it's all about. You know, data visualization is storytelling backed up with tangible data. Indeed, indeed. And what about the um, your apps? Have you have you created them on any particular framework, or have you used a no code tool? We've used Flutter um, simply because, uh, and again, no, no specific uh, preference other than you know our kind of kind of development. Um, likes it and it's um, relatively easy to then deploy um, from kind of source to both um, Apple and um, Android. So it's it's just the ease of, of that process really. Um, that, that's why we've, we've kind of opted for it. But what did you mention? What, what did you use? WhatsApp? Uh, no, Flutter. Flutter. I've never heard about it. What, yeah. Is this a development... Yeah, it's it's for developing apps. How, how do you spell it? F L U T T E R. Oh, Flutter. Flutter. Do the. Yeah, it's. Okay. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, that's fine. I've heard about it. It's yeah, really good. Yeah. I've heard about it. Great. So you you have your apps built in Flutter, and your backend is powered by MySQL, and then you generate the insights with the help of Power BI and other. A third-party tool, but you have also created a front-end uh, web portal where you know businesses can register and look into the insights. Correct. Okay, that that's incredible. So let's move to the future. Then, how do you anticipate the future of your industry evolving, and uh, how is your startup going to position itself to stay ahead of the curve? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, a really good question. You know, for me. You know the the natural evolution of um, of everything is going to be to AI. Um, now, you know, as soon as you mention the word AI, <clears throat> people start uh, fear mongering. They start worrying it's going to take jobs. Uh, the the way I look at AI, okay, is um, AI is only as good as the data that, that that you provide it or the experiences that you provide it. And if you do it in a calculated, um, controlled fashion, um, I 100% believe that AI can be leveraged um, to, to kind of benefit the end user. So, for example, within um, Spark, um, you know, hopefully we're talking in the next kind of, you know, two or three years, we've now amassed a lot of anonymized data. We've, we've got a lot of, um, you know, patterns, Within, within our data that suggests that, you know, certain users, um, if they have certain traits, then they will fall into certain buckets and cohorts. Um, and then coupled with um, reaching out to um, and, and working with partners who are in the profession of, let's say, therapy, psychology, 
um, you know, can we almost reverse engineer some of what they can offer? And again, this is nothing to do with sort of replacing or taking away jobs. It's what I want to do is how can we make their jobs easier? So how can we, within Spark, take what is being provided to us from a, call it a simple data entry perspective, um, break down loosely, you know, these are the cohorts that, that, are, that our users fall under, based upon some of the therapeutic um, advice and, and um, you know, guidance they could offer. How can we better categorize users so that when it comes to needing therapy and look, there is no replacement for if you are at crisis point, if you are at a certain state, no app in the world, nothing digital is going to help you. You need to speak to someone clinical. You need to speak to a human, whether it's your GP. But how can we actually help in that funnel of directing that person to to the right service they need at the right time? Because we know the NHS is overburdened. We know it can't cope. We know it's struggling. Um, you know, we know there's a lot of people who. I mean, I'll, I'll give one example, sorry, going on a bit of a tangent. But in, in October last year, I, I went for, you know, let, let's say I was, you know, just going for a jog. Um, I fell over and, you know, needed uh, A&E. It took me about 10 hours to get an x-ray. Um, wow. and, and then I was told to wait another 15 hours to see a GP to talk about my x-ray. Um or, or come back in five days to the fracture clinic. Um, so I opted for the latter because I couldn't do, I didn't want to stay in the hospital for more than 11 hours. Um, now, that's where I had something, you know, I could scream, I could say, look, my arm's a mess. Some, some other people had other visible injuries. Mental health is invisible. You don't know, um, you know, what a person is going through. So just because someone's quiet, doesn't mean they're less critical than someone who's got a big wound that you can see so this is where you know for me it's really about how do we optimize the existing infrastructure in health you know through spark being a better service that kind of saying that now you need to go down this route or here's some kind of self-help therapy that potentially based upon the data you could utilize so this is where i see the future of of pretty much um, anything to simplify process going down AI, uh, the AI route, which has to be led by data because we are data first from day one. Um, I think we, we, we should be, you know, touch wood, we should be. Okay, great stuff. Can you, so you picked up a couple of times in previous questions about your uh, ideal customer profile. Would, would you be able to explain in few style sentences, who is your ideal customers? Um, I'm going to sound really cheesy. I'm going to say any organization who is interested in the health and well-being of their employees, quite simply. Mm. Um, you know, you can be uh, an SME, you can be, um, you know, the, there are lots of SMEs and even solo founders who are struggling with, with the mental health. Um, you know, burnout, I'm part of multiple uh, groups and you know on slack and you know they, they're kind of crying out for you know i'm burnt out i've done all this i've gone through fundraising um i can't cope um you know but there's people struggling and you know just because um you know someone is kind of you know there's a small team um but evidently they are demonstrating signs of mental health um Sometimes it's really a case of using something that's non-invasive and for it to then say, look, I think there's a problem here because, you know, sadly in mental health, we only hear about the cases which reach, reach crisis point. So whether that's the 5-10% of cases where someone has sadly taken a life, someone has sadly done this, but we only hear about it when it hits crisis point. Throughout the day, throughout the week, all of us go through various episodes of, of mental health, you know, I, I woke up the other day and I, and I didn't feel good, uh, and I don't know why. I, I can't, you know, I, I couldn't put up my finger on why, but that's mental health. That that's you know, and I felt um, lethargic. I didn't want to get up. I wanted to stay in bed. That's mental health, and it's perfectly normal to feel that way. It's perfectly okay to feel that way, and you know, there's no, there's nothing. You know, it's not some kind of a, uh, a kind of taboo or stigma. 
shouldn't be able to kind of express myself or talk about. So what Spark aims to be is this kind of um, non-judgmental tool which you can use and then hopefully it can then help improve the process of even you seeking help or the organization putting in certain steps in in the workplace without you even having to, to lift a finger and automatically, you know, the company's now introducing Walking Wednesdays or the company's introducing a breakout room for gaming. And it's fantastic. I love gaming. And, you know, you can just feel, you, you can just imagine the uplift in your, in your motivation, in your health and well-being if certain things are introduced without you having to put your hand up in front of everyone or speak to the HR manager who, who rightfully or wrongfully, you might not trust. Uh, there might be certain, um, you know, perceptions um so again it's this kind of tool which is held outside of the organization but which then provides those insights to the organization to to kind of make those steps so that's where i guess yeah we, we, we're coming from great so so basically you're focusing on a b2b customer at the moment who are smes or even startups who are focused or would like to invest into the mental health solutions in their organizations and they, they might have in their previous roles or companies face similar challenges and they, they think about it seriously and they want to make sure that since from the start, they, they tackle the possibilities uh, of positive Absolutely, but, but at the same time, not discounting kind of major corporate enterprise uh, businesses as well, who frankly, you know, it's, they've got so many employees that it's difficult for them to, to kind of um, you know coordinate things or, or to understand. So within Spark, you can actually, as a as a kind of organization, you can segment um, your user base. So for example, you might have a 50-50 split between remote workers and those who work in the office, um, or you might have um, you know 20 teams across the organization and really you know every all, all those teams are working in unique diverse um, functions and what you want to do is to uh, really understand what's going on within those specific teams um, you know one of the interesting things that we've we've kind of found with one of our kind of pilot companies is um, you know we've looked at um, you know it's a logistics business so we've looked at um, people who are actually you know driving quite quite often and you know fleet um and then we've also got the office-based employees and you know just within let's say the the category of middle-aged men we've we've noticed a difference in um kind of your mood and mental health um and triggers for for mental health same age groups you know same demographic um but a subtle difference in in kind of you know people who are kind of driving long hours and they don't speak to people then socialize, you know, with those who are in the office, who are they are seeing people every day, having a cup of tea with someone. Um, so yeah, and, and it's it's fascinating. And also, you know, what what improves their mental health versus those in the office. So um, this is where you know you can segment the, the the user base accordingly as well. So it it really does, you know, like I said, it sounds cheesy, but it, it's applicable to to pretty much any organization. But coming back to your point, I guess the where we're kind of tackling is the SMEs initially, simply because, um, you know, I think for us, um, understanding um, patterns and data in a in a, a controlled fashion um, is, is kind of where we want to do. And then obviously as we open up to bigger organizations, um, we potentially will find differences and, and more patterns. Um, but you need, you need a foundation for any kind of machine learning, for any kind of data like modeling, you need to start somewhere and i think if you start off too big it's very difficult to, to kind of number crunch um and scale back whereas you can always scale up yeah 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 i mean this is this is particularly really really close to my heart about you know discussing about the mental health issues and 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 trying to figure out what are the key causes and potentially you know uh, resolve them but as you know, we are unfortunately uh, going towards the end of the interview. So we're going to get into a lightning round now. So I've got six uh, quick fire questions for you. 
So just, you know, try to answer them as quickly as you can, and then we'll proceed with each of them. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. Perfect. All right. What's one of the best piece of business advice you have received? Okay. I mean, I've had lots of really good advice, but I think what one of the, 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 the key pieces I'd say is, um, you know, really believing in your products, believing in your business. And um, I think there's a, there's a, a saying, uh, eat your own dog food. So, you know, providing you, you kind of, you use your own products and you understand it and you believe in it. Um, it makes it so much easier to then articulate that to others. I think if you build something purely because you want to make money, purely because of, you know, X, Y, and Z, but you don't necessarily believe in your products, I think it's difficult. So hopefully I come across quite passionate about Spark and, um, you know, it's, it's something, you know, mental health data. I 100% believe in it. You did indeed. You did. What book would you recommend to our audience and why? Ooh, this is, uh, this is, this is interesting. So, um, I'll, I, um, it's not going to be suitable for everyone, but it's a book called Infonomics, uh, Douglas Laney, who's a ex, he might still be working for Gartner, but within, um, the book, he, he basically says, uh, you know, data is an asset for the organization. Yeah. So just like within your organization, you might have, um, laptops you might have mobile phones and each one of those um items is uh, has you know it's part of an inventory and you you keep a record of it we don't do the same for data we don't give data the same value and yet data is the one that sometimes makes or breaks an organization right right what's your uh what what's what one attribute or characteristic in your mind of a successful fund um think a successful founder definitely patience um you know i think because you unfortunately you always hear about the glamorous side of, of founding so whether it's kind of facebook or whoever and it almost seems like well if i do x y and z then i should become a billionaire it doesn't work that way um, you know firstly i would say don't don't do things because you want to become a billionaire. If that makes sense, don't become a founder. Um, you know, but if you are kind of becoming a founder, then be ready and be patient. Yeah. So long. To what? Yeah, yeah. Would you agree? I couldn't agree more. What's your favorite personal productivity tool or habit? Um, so it's a free one um, called Trello. Um, so for me. Um, I like to break things down, um, and whether that's personal use or whether that's kind of business use, um, it's you know it's a bit like a Kanban. Um, so for those people who, who know any kind of development background, you know Kanban is like this is my to do list. Um, these are the steps I need to follow in order to complete it, and then you kind of move those tasks along. And for me, um, it's almost a bit childish, but I love it when you complete a task and you see it through. Um, so it's kind of what do I need to do and how do I break down um, what I need to do in meaningful chunks? Um, so, yeah, that, that's, it's free, currently free to use, I think. So, uh, yeah, use it whilst you can. Sure. What's a new or crazy business idea you would love to pursue if you had the time? Um, so I think for me, um, you know, I'm, I'm really... This is going on a bit of a tangent, but, um, you know, for me, I'm, I'm kind of really obviously passionate about mental health, but also the environment. So, um, you know, how can we, um, you know, especially in the developing world, how can we improve, um, you know, the, the, the kind of climate situation there where, you know, you've got lots of poor countries who sadly face the brunt of, of our actions out here, um, you know, our, our kind of climate actions. Um, and, you know, how can we, and I don't know what the criteria even is, but it would be a form of, um, you know, some kind of a, a process or or tool which users can maybe use to, to kind of identify you know, certain patterns in, in weather or, or climate change and you get notification or, or something where, right, I need to I need to not be in this location over the next few weeks. But it's, it's something like that where, you know, how can we um, you know, improve the lives of, of people in, in kind of developing countries around climate change? 
Sure, sure. And last but not least, what's an interesting or fun fact about you that most people don't know? Well, uh, I don't think there's, there's many <laughs> fun facts. I, I'm, I'm, as I sound, as, as boring as I sound, uh, uh, I guess if there is, um, you know, I, I do enjoy running. Um, so um, at one stage, going it's going back a few years, I've picked up a lot of injuries, but I was in top 10% of runners in the UK, um, amateur runners, sorry, not, not nothing professional. So, um, yeah, I, I still enjoy running a bit now, but as I get older, uh, I am a bit of a dice so when it comes to entrepreneurs because they all tend, tend to be kind of very young these days. But, um, uh, yeah, that, that's, you know, for me, it's a fantastic, you know, running is a, is a great way to uh, kind of, you know, let off steam, a bit of stress relief, but at the same time, uh, you know, enjoy some fantastic scenery. Thought um, in in Lancashire. Well, Jared, thank you so much for joining me and sharing your story and back back in the last few years of building this business and some of the ups and downs along the way. Uh, if people want to check out Spark, um, what are the ways? What's the website? And tell us more about where how they can find it on App Store and Google Yeah, thank you. Um, so yes, Connect with me on LinkedIn or Jawad Bhatti, founder of Spark. Um, Spark is available under um, the, the kind of health and well-being section of both the app stores. Um, and yeah, for, for any kind of consumer, it's free to use. So, um, you know, you can use it for your own um, your purposes. Um, but the key one is, you know, for organizations to really um, you know, use it as part of their um, the, the kind of health and well-being strategy. And like I said, connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, reach out, um, and uh, yeah, let's get. How do we define you on LinkedIn? So on LinkedIn, if you if you just search for my name, Jawad Bhatti, J A W A D B H A T I, founder of Spark. Uh, I'm the dodgy-looking character with sunglasses on. <laughs> Awesome. So great, Doug. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your inspiring journey and the uh, impactful work you're doing, you know, through Spark. Thank you. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on SaaS Stories Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ash. You've been a great host. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of our SaaS Stories Podcast. I hope you found our conversation with Jawad insightful and inspiring. If you're a founder or industry expert interested in sharing your story on our SaaS podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out. Simply email me at ash at and let's connect for a potential interview opportunity. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and stay updated on future interviews with proven founders and industry experts. We have a lineup of incredible guests and valuable insights coming your way. Stay inspired, stay motivated, and keep building.